All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk is Cheap with Aaron Rivera podcast. Like always, I am your host, Aaron Rivera. We're going to begin with a uh, little bit of a life update. So I know I keep saying uh, we're going to be back on Fridays with podcasts, but uh, as things happen, as life progresses, um, I just find myself busier nowadays, whether it's work or my social life, whatever the case may be. So uh, I do also have a bunch of, a bunch, a couple of different projects in the works, uh, stuff that I'm going to be doing uh, coming up with the podcast and uh, privately uh, between my own life and things like, of that nature. So what's going to be coming with the podcast? Um, I plan on doing from here on out um, a series called, that I want to start calling the Rewind Rewind series, where I invite a guest and we talk about a movie that we both want to watch again. And these are going to be older movies, so it's not movies that are coming out either anytime soon or movies within, let's say, the last five to uh, five years. Um, we're going to be doing all different kinds of movies and, and stuff of that nature. And uh, basically what we're going to be doing is the good, the bad, and the ugly of the movie. And I'm actually really excited about this one uh, because I have a couple of people who have I talked to already about this. A couple of people that I know just watch movies all the time. They're watching, they're constantly watching movies. They're quoting movies. They know these movies like the back of their hands. Um, and we're going to be bringing that forward. So it's uh, one of these really cool ideas that I had that I want to start doing and, and getting people on um, other things that will be coming up with the podcast. Now that rewind series, I don't plan on starting that uh, for another couple weeks, uh, maybe even another month or so right now, basketball is in the, it's in the, it's in the swing of motion. It's uh, it's here. The playing games are, are going to be um, tomorrow as this recording is, this is Monday. Uh, May 17th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, May 17th, Monday. The playing games start tomorrow and then Wednesday as well. And then the playoffs, the actual playoffs start May 22nd. So exciting. I'm excited. Um, I know there's, I know my friends and I are excited. Um, we're basketball. Ah, well, you know, I'm the basketball junkie, but um Really excited about that. So um, coming up with the podcast, I'm going to be doing a lot more sports. Um, I have a couple people that I'm jumping into these things with about different sports as well. So not just basketball, but we're going to be doing some other sports as well. And I'm really excited about what's uh, going to come. So bear with me here. It might not be Fridays that these things drop. It might be a Sunday. Uh, realistically, whenever I can find the time, to do it. And, uh, it's not always the case where I can get someone on during the week. It might be a weekend and then I'm scrambling to record. So, uh, instead of just scrambling to record just to get product out there, I'd rather give you guys product that, um, I can't even say that you want to hear because, uh, if you're here for the basketball stuff, thank God. But if you're here for the other stuff, uh, go and listen to my other podcast that you haven't listened to already. You might find some stuff there that you like. Um, another cool and uh, idea that I've, I've had, and this one I've actually had for a really for a while, uh, I'm going to be doing 
what I like to call the embarrassing story of the week slash the unfortunate story of the week. And if you follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, you know that I posted that and you may have already seen it. Um, and I'd be having people kind of submit their, their funny stories and their embarrassing stories for the week. And that's going to be super anonymous. So if you'd like to be, uh, if you'd like to have your story mentioned, don't worry, I won't mention your name, uh, but it will be, it will be pretty funny. So that's where we're going with that. And that's what's coming up for the podcast. So like I said, I've been a little busy. Uh, time's been getting away from me, um, but talk is cheap. So don't worry, guys. I'm going to be giving you product. I've uh, been getting that out there. Uh, another little bit of an update. I uh, was playing basketball the other day and uh, I, I hurt myself. So been a little bummed about that. Um, also because our adult league basketball league is starting up soon. And uh, I have about, I'm about two weeks out of a recovery and our season starts in two weeks. So um, I've been joking saying I'm about two days out from a nice jog. Hopefully we can get that going soon, but that's, what's coming up very soon with the podcast. So thank you guys for being patient and we're going to jump right into this podcast after this break. All right. So right into the NBA stuff. Uh, today's, like I said, is Monday the 17th. Yesterday was Sunday the 16th, May 16th. And what I like to call Team Tank Sunday, last day of the NBA season. And uh, what it was to watch um, these games yesterday. Um, I know I was watching um, the Lakers versus the Pelicans game, and um, it wasn't the most exciting game to watch, but what I noticed was the uh, the Lakers were playing all their guys and trying to get a feel for rotations and whatnot and trying to get their guys back into form. And it wasn't sad to watch, but what I, what I was watching the entire time was just teams struggling and, and, you know, especially well, the Pelicans sat four out of five of their starters, I think. Um, so that wasn't fun to watch, but uh, the late on the Lakers side of it, they really just looked like they were messing around and whatnot. And, uh, you know, the other games that had happened and well, okay. So let's get one thing straight here. So as I'm watching the games yesterday, start, kind of start noticing a trend here. Uh, Dallas was intentionally trying to tank games. Dallas was tanking that game yesterday um, because they don't want to play the Clippers. Uh, and lucky, you know, I'm not going to say lucky enough, but um, it, it's it's sad because there they go. And now they have the Clippers um, in a first-round matchup. And, and what sucks is for one of those two teams, one's going to go home and, and one's, you know, going to advance and it, it's a story of last season too they, they both uh, met in the first round so so that's a bit of a, of a of a rematch there also on the other side of things denver denver totally threw the bag in here and you know it was it was kind of for good reason and and you know kudos to them for what they did uh denver didn't want to lose 
or excuse me, Denver didn't want Portland to win. Excuse me. That's no, that's wrong. No, it was Portland. If Portland had lost. Yeah. If Portland had lost and the Lakers won, then the Lakers would have been the sixth seed. Therefore the nuggets would have had to face the Lakers in the three, six matchup. So, and, and this being a Lakers team that's rounding in the form. So you imagine the, and the Lakers did win yesterday, but Portland also won. Um, so you have to imagine if, if Portland loses that game, the Lakers win, Lakers hold the sixth seed, don't have to play in any playing games. And the Nuggets get a full healthy Lakers squad. Um, and so the Nuggets threw that game away. Um, losing by 16, 132 to 116. Um, we already know what the deal was with the Lakers there. Uh, the Mavs try to throw that game um, in hopes that they would fall to the sixth seed if the Clippers had won. There was a, there was a lot going on, on there, but um, the Mavs actually – Either way, they, whatever way they looked at it, they weren't going to go up higher and they weren't going to drop down because they, they own the tiebreaker against the Blazers and who now, who now have a matched record. Um, well, there's three, there's, there was three teams with matched records, but the Mavs won the division, so it, it trumps anything else that they were doing. Um, there was a whole there – was, there was just a lot going on as far as teams go yesterday. And – so it was interesting to kind of see that um, Golden State was in basically a, a, a do or die situation here uh, because if Golden State didn't win, Golden State's in the ninth hole now and they would have to play. They'll have to play uh, in that 10 seed game. And um, who's the 10 seed leader for oh, it's the Spurs. So the Warriors winning that game led to them being the eighth seed. Uh, and now they will face the Lakers in that 7-8 matchup. And now here's the case for the unfortunate Warriors versus Lakers, right? Um, we'll start with the good side of it. Whoever loses, right, isn't isn't knocked out officially. Um, but in this case, let's say the Lakers win because that's what uh, – that, I think that's what everybody's banking on is that the Lakers will win this game. Uh, if the Lakers win, Lakers hold that seventh seed. They will face Phoenix, uh, who is the second seed. Now, if the Warriors lose, they play the winner of the Spurs-Grizzlies game for that matchup against Utah. So the Warriors will be the eighth seed. Utah is the number one seed. They held it down. They got uh, they held it down yesterday, winning their uh, winning their game against the Kings. And it's it's funny because. I think for the first time, there's going to be, you know, there's there's a lot riding on this. I mean, it's this playing game, so it's between Steph and LeBron. It's another chapter in, in their, you know, their legacy. Um, but if the Warriors end up with the eighth seed and the Lakers do end up with the seventh seed, I think for the first time we might see the number one and number two seeds knocked out of the first round. And could you imagine for the Phoenix Suns who finally who finally get back to being a good team and after missing the playoffs for X amount of years to just be knocked out by the Lakers in the first round. Um, I couldn't imagine. I would just be like, wow, like 
could we at least we could we at least win one round before we get knocked out? Um, and that's just it, it's it's unfortunate um, that the Warriors and the Lakers would hold these last two spots. Um, but that's that being said, it, it, it we'll have to see if they if if they win their their play in games and and uh, th- that game will be on Wednesday. Um, so we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, tomorrow's game. I can't even be excited for, I know I'll watch it, but I'm, I'm not excited about it. Um, it's the wizard Celtics and I'm already counting out the Celtics here in this one. The Celtics have just not looked good. Uh, this season they have probably the softest team that they've had in a very long time. No Jalen Brown. Um, I can already kind of see it now. It's going to come down to the wire. Uh, I feel like the Wizards will be up by 10 going into the fourth. The Celtics will somehow come back within, with three thirty left to go. Westbrook's going to start throwing the basketball away um, and kind of looking around for fouls and whatnot, and the Celtics will inch their way back. We'll be down two, let's say, and Tatum will do his inside out, sidestep three, air ball, and, uh, and then we'll lose by five off free throws. So – I can already kind of see the game now, and then that, that's how it'll go. Hornets, Pacers, do I have to talk about it? I don't think so. I hope not, because I don't know that anybody's really watched that game unless you're a LaMelo fan. And that's just kind of how these things are going to go. So another one of these interesting topics that I wanted to talk about here, actually, um, was this whole New York Knicks thing. Knicks fans, I'm happy for you, but I'm not excited, right? Do I think you guys will make it out of the first round? Yes. Against this Hawks team? Yes. Julius Randle against the Hawks this year was very good. Um, what, I, what I love hearing right now from um, the Laker fans is, oh, we should have kept Julius Randle. Oh, we should have kept Brandon Ingram. We should have kept all these guys we traded. They're not the guys you traded. They weren't these. Uh, for the longest time, I kept hearing that they should trade Julius Randle. They, they should get rid of this guy because he was a black hole, because every time he had the basketball, he was going straight to the rim, not making. And, and now what they're seeing is a guy averaging career high in points and rebounds, or excuse me, points and assists. And it's always, it's always the case of what we had, we want back. But – he, the player he is now wasn't the player you guys had. And I, I just find it funny that that's always the case. But anyways, um, I do think the Knicks will make it out of the first round in that four or five matchup against the Hawks, uh, something to be excited about. And then they'll get steamrolled by the Sixers because they have nobody to guard Joel Embiid. And that, that being said, it was a good run for the Knicks this season. So first round, first round exit, I'm calling it or excuse me, second round exit, they'll make it out of the first round against the Hawks. Uh, this whole Hawks thing, I think, is a very, is, it was a fluke as far as them making it to the fifth seed. I had them locked in at the seventh seed before the season even started. Um, but that being said, I had the, the Celtics locked in at number three, and here they are in the seventh seed. Um, so the the one eight and the two seven matchups are going to be hard to tell because between 
the Celtics, Wizards, Pacers, and Hornets, any one of those teams can make it out and win. Which and I, and I think the Wizards will make it out into the seventh seed, beating the Celtics in the first game to go on and lose to the Nets in the first round. Uh, but what a story it'll be for this season for Westbrook to come this far, triple double, King, all that. So, all right. Uh, the matchup I'm looking most forward to uh, is the three six matchup in the East, the Bucks Heat. I'll talk about that in a little bit, uh, but we're gonna jump back. We're gonna jump over to the Western Conference real quick, and we'll just kind of rattle these off. So the one eight matchup will be Utah, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Warriors. The two seven will be the Suns and the Lakers. Uh, oh, and and I think the Warriors might make it out in that one eight matchup. I hope so. I want to see it. 2-7 will be the Lakers and the Suns. Um, I'm taking the Lakers here. Uh, something about not betting against LeBron. I, you, I just feel like you don't do it. 3-6 will be the Nuggets, Blazers. And um, I don't know. I don't know more to say other than Jokic is going to be our MVP. So I, I have Denver winning that. The 4-5 will be the Clippers and Mavericks. And um, that's the one that's that's – it's the one to really watch for. I think Luke can win you games that you're not supposed to win. I think the Clippers can shoot themselves in the foot. Um, I don't trust really anybody on that team um, to make big plays because time and time again, they've showed that they, that team just hates adversity for one. And it doesn't seem like, it seems like when their backs against the wall, they're like, ah, well, we'll just kind of wait for the next game. I don't know. I don't know. So that's where we stand as far as the stains go and the matchups go um, in our predictions here. Now, I did say I wanted to jump back over to this Bucks miami Heat game, right? The reason why is because I think when you talk about who needs to win, I think it's the Bucks. I think the Bucks more than any team right now need to win the championship. So in my mind, there's three teams that could win this whole thing. And it starts with the Lakers because we haven't seen them at their full strength. They had AD missing. Uh, I can't even give you the number on how many games he's missed. Um, LeBron missed between 27 and 29 games. And, adding Drummond and, and the fact that they, the fact that the Lakers still held the number one rated defense at, you know, their defensive rating was 106.8. And that's, that's, it's, it's insane that they kept it even with their guys not playing. Um, and like I said, you just don't count out LeBron. You don't bet against LeBron. So uh, that's the first team I think that can win this whole thing. The second team, I've had trouble putting this together and I actually wanted to pick four teams, two from each conference, but I just couldn't pick another team from the West that could sneak in and win. Cause I just didn't think, I don't think anybody's strong enough there. Um, I'll get my final opinions on that in a second. Um, this second team, I think that could take the whole thing is the Philadelphia 76ers. And why I say that is because, you look at the way Joel Embiid's playing and, and the, the fact that he's healthy. Um, he missed, I think, the right amount of games to miss 
because he needed to. Um, and he also said too, that, you know, if, if this year is not the year to win an MVP, he's okay with that because he wants to be healthy for the playoffs. And, you know, if that's the case, then, then I'd rather be that. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'd rather be that I'd rather him be healthy. Cause I want to see him in the playoffs. I do. Um, I know the last couple of years, the whole Brett Brown situation wasn't good. Um, but the Avenue head coach and doc rivers. So, and the way they're playing and like, and they have, they have two, I think two of the top five defensive players. Oh, you know what? They might have three of the top five defensive players in the league right now uh, in Ben Simmons, Matisse Stiebel, and Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid is the best defensive center in this league right now. Um, that's an eye test kind of thing. It might be Gobert. We'll see. We'll see who ends up winning the defensive player of the year, but still. Uh, and the third team I have winning it all, which is going to be tricky because their top three guys have only played seven combined games together, um, is the Brooklyn Nets. And whether they can make it to the finals is yet to be seen because they'll have to get through Philly. But even before that, they'll have to get through Milwaukee. And I think we saw earlier this season that Milwaukee had beat them twice back to back. So, and in the first game, Drew Holiday did lock up Kyrie. The second game, Kyrie kind of had his way. Um, but that'll be an interesting one to, to see there. So I do have three teams locked in that I think can win. Now back to the who needs to win situation. I think the Bucks need to win this. You look at the fact that uh, the nucleus of this team being Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday, and I know Holiday came over in that trade. They still have the same head coach. They still run the same offense. Um, I guess we can add Brooke Lopez to this nucleus as well. And Dante DiVincenzo, who I still don't believe in. Um, I think this team is the team that needs to win it the most because they, they've kept their core guys. They're, they're running the same structure, so they haven't rebranded. They haven't brought different guys in. They haven't changed their head coach. This is the one team out of every team that needs to win. They didn't have at all really a disappointing season. They still made third, and they're only, they were only three games out of first place. I think it was inevitable that you weren't going to be better than the Nets. I think the Sixers took a huge step forward, uh, but you knew that was going to happen with Doc Rivers. Um, and if we go down the line here, you know, as far as who needs to win, I think the Lakers are a team that if they don't win this year, you can write them off in saying that they were injured all season. They added Drummond. Marcus all was in and out of the lineup. Something's going on with Montrez Harrell's minutes. So you can write this off and say that, you know, it, it was a number of things. LeBron's still not healthy. He just rolled it again or rolled his ankle or something yesterday which look like it. Anthony Davis averages like four knee touches, two ankle grabs a game. So I'm not sure where we go from here, but you can definitely write the season off. Um, anything else is a plus for any of these other teams. I don't think Utah needs to win 
I think it's a fluke that they got there in the first place. Um, maybe not the Suns organization needs to win, but maybe Chris Paul as an individual needs to win more than anything. I'm not sure. The Suns, I think, are just happy that they're there. Now it does suck because they didn't have to, they didn't get to have their fans, and this this season seemed like one of those swept under the rug sort of seasons. So they're not going to get all the glory that they should um, outside of the NBA media, as far as the mainstream media goes. Um, because if you weren't paying attention, you would think the Hornets are the greatest basketball team because Bleacher Report loves to shove Lamelo Ball down our throat. Um, so when we talk about who needs to win here, the Clippers need to win to prove that getting these two guys to come to LA did something for them. But yet between the two guys, they're missing a whole lot of games. So I'm not even sure where do we go from there. So I think that the one team that needs to win the most is the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, because my God, if, if Giannis doesn't prove within, within the next two years, to including this one, this one and the next one, we can't consider him a top five talent, you know, or a top five player of all time. I know he won back-to-back MVPs. I don't know that he really deserved the second one. I think if the bubble never happens, then I think it goes to LeBron, but who knows? There was a lot of momentum going Giannis's way because they were the first seed. They did hold the, the best record. And I get that the Lakers last season held, held the best record. But like I said, if the bubble never happens, I think it goes to LeBron and there's less pressure on Giannis. But now Giannis has all the pressure on him. The Bucks are playing really well towards the end of the season. So, and then you look, you, you go down the line of the other teams. I think, I don't think Philly needs to win, win right away because now if they do, that's fine. You added all these pieces. You got Seth Curry. You got guys coming off the bench who are actually playing well and playing good minutes and Furkan Korkmaz and, and Shake Milton, they can actually do a whole lot. Um, Dwight has shown that he's, you know, a solid factor off the bench coming off of a championship team for one. Um, and then they added another championship guy in Danny Green, who has won in, in multiple places now. So they got the veteran savvy and bringing in Doc Rivers was also the biggest help. So I don't think this team needs to win right away because you bought time when you one you bought time when you you, you got Daryl Morey from the Rockets, the GM from the Rockets. So you bought time there and you bought time when you got Doc Rivers as well. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, I don't necessarily need, think they need to win right away, especially now with this season where their top three guys have only played a combined seven games together. You can write this season off. And who knows, Kyrie might go AWOL again during the playoffs. Um, I'm not saying that what he talks about isn't isn't the right thing to do in his mind, but when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to what you're making money doing, I, I feel you kind of have to be there for your guys. And you kind of have to be there for your team. So if he goes and he just goes off and does his own thing, so be it, but this team's not going to get anywhere without him. I mean, he hit the 50, 40, 90 club one, because there's less pressure on him to, to create and make plays for other guys now where he can just be kind of a sole scorer uh, when you really watch these games, the seven games that they did play together, you know, all three of them started, but they staggered their minutes. So Kyrie was the first guy out. Then they held James Harden in. They were always monitoring Kevin Durant's minutes because he was coming off an injury. And then when Harden went out, then you brought Kyrie back in. And it's funny because 
the way they ran their offense was the same way they ran it in Houston when it was James Harden and Chris Paul. Two very ball-dominant guys, they staggered their minutes a lot, a lot in which the same way the Celtics staggered Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's minutes. The two aren't always playing at the same time because they are ball-dominant. Now, Kevin Durant can float in and out because he's the most giving star outside of Steph Curry where, where they know they can get their shots, but they're going to let the offense flow naturally. They're going to do all the things necessary. And especially Kevin Durant, he's one of the most underrated defenders. So he's always going to be doing and – that, and, and he's not even 100% healthy. I would even say he's like maybe 85% at this point. And that team is just so good. And, and so I, when I say that they bought time, you just acquired – you basically just acquired two of your stars – this season, because Durant didn't play all last season, they got James Harden in that trade. Uh, unfortunately, they lost LaMarcus Aldridge, um, who retired early. And for some reason, Blake Griffin is playing big minutes, and he's actually very important to this team. He's a crunch time guy. He's playing 30 minutes. And there's times where you look out on the floor and you go, wow, Blake Griffin's is he their second best defender? He's their crunch time five guy? It's very interesting. So I think they bought a lot of time. Now, will Blake Griffin be there next year? Who knows? He's playing for his next contract, basically, just the same way Andre Drummond's playing for his next contract. I don't know. But they did buy themselves some time here, and I truly believe that they don't need to win just yet. When Shaq came over in 1996 to the Lakers, they didn't win right away. It took them about three years. They had to mesh, and they had to get guys, and it almost, it almost didn't work out until it did. So I I can't really put together a list of four teams that I think can win. I only have three, but the the last one is the team that needs to win that I don't think can win. And that's the Bucs, and I'm going to keep saying it. So it is very interesting to see. I'm very excited for this this playoff season. I'm excited for the playing games. I think it'll be very entertaining to watch. I think anytime you can get Steph and LeBron going head to head for something that matters. It's going to have a game seven feel to it. That's the craziest part about it. It's going to, I'm going to feel like I'm watching game seven all over again. It's just going to be a different cast of guys. And I don't know that the top three guys on the Warriors side of things can really match up against the top three guys, even the top two guys for the Lakers. Um, This Lakers team is so deep that, you know, outside of your top two guys, yeah, you look like a regular basketball team, but it, it really says something to their coaching and to, to their culture when you can hold on to your the number one defense when arguably one of the better defenders, top three defenders in the league in Anthony Davis isn't playing for your team at the time. So I'm really excited to watch this, how the playoffs all unfold this season. And, and where we're going with the playing games. Um, the playing games, I think, is a huge, huge W for the league. Um, it's an anti-tanking sort of deal. What I do think is funny about the end of the regular season is everybody made this big old stink about the fact that the last game mattered that much for playoff and, and implications when realistically nobody understood that if we kept the same playoff format, these games actually would have mattered 
that much more. Right? It was Golden State versus the Grizzlies for the eighth seed. Without the playing game structure, that is solely for the last spot in the playoffs. And the Warriors won it. They won it in Warriors fashion where, where Steph was starting to go off towards the end. And it had it had a playoff feel to it. On the Eastern side, you had the Wizards against the Hornets. And that was for the eighth seed. If the Hornets had won that game, the Hornets go on and they're the eighth seed. But the Wizards won and they were, they were the eighth seed. Indiana here won and matched the record of the Wizards, but the Wizards hold the tiebreaker. So now the Pacers are the ninth seed. So it had more playoff implication than people realize without it just being the structure of the play-in games. And I've never seen so many so much tanking all because of one team being the Lakers. There were four different teams here that tanked to get their matchup. Well, three, I guess. Yeah, three. Yeah. I think if, oh, you know what? If Phoenix would have won, Phoenix would have been the number one seed. But that doesn't guarantee that they won't play the Lakers because if, if Phoenix was the number one seed, then maybe the Lakers lose that first game in the play-in and then win the second game to be the eighth seed to play Phoenix as the number one seed. Who knows? That's all up in the air. But there were three different teams in the Western Conference that tanked to get their matchup. The Nuggets tanked to get the Blazers as the sixth seed. The Clippers tanked to hold on to the Dallas as their fifth seed. And Dallas tried to lose to get dropped to the sixth seed to play the Nuggets, but held a tiebreaker with Portland. So either way, Dallas wasn't going to, to drop any further than the fifth seed, and they kind of dug themselves a hole as it is. Regardless, the playoffs will be very exciting. The play-in is going to be really exciting. We have the first two days of play-ins are set, and it's uh, Tuesday is the Eastern Conference side, um, and it'll be really fun. It'll be really exciting to watch Charlotte versus uh, – not even really – realistically not watching Charlotte versus Indiana, but the Wizards at Boston, I think will kind of – it'll be fun. It'll be a fun little wrinkle in this story of if Boston's going to – do anything realistic. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have it, San Antonio versus Memphis, um, which let's be honest here. I don't know that anybody cares, but that 7.30, no, that 7 o'clock game is going to be Golden State versus Lakers. Now, that's the game to watch, and that one holds the biggest implications for what we're going to see going forward in this year's playoffs. All right, so that wraps things up here today. And um, hopefully within the next couple of days, I'm going to bring some more to you guys. It's going to be a lot of playoffs. It's going to be a lot of sports from here on out. So hope you guys are ready and stay tuned for more. <laughs>